Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love One, episode 562, from November 24th, 1997, a Monday night show, with guest 7 Mary 3. This is yet again another lost episode. No scraps of this one previous to this recording. It's a new official studio tape. And the band will return for Classic Love One, episode 776, from 1998, which is their only other known visit to the show, though there could be a lost episode from 99 or 2000. If so, it'll be in the feed. Loveline's a very unique show in that they would always broadcast really close up to holidays. Most TV series, other radio programs seem to have extensive vacations, but Loveline would stay with the audience right up to the point of where the hosts need to go celebrate the holidays with their families. And then when they weren't broadcasting, they would provide something really unique, and you'd almost always have a show. In some markets, the affiliates would play Christmas music. But other than that, you always had something on Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving week which I always appreciate it as a listener. It's great to have another episode to flesh out the rest of that Thanksgiving week from 97. As per usual, this is recorded in 1997. Some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get up. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. <sighs> Welcome Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Would you sleep with sick women? I may be pregnant, but I'm still a man. Spank the unruly ones. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. I'm gonna ride you till you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. All right, all right, keep your shirt on. Loveline's meant for an adult audience. Loveline may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Hey, it's Loveline. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew is a board-certified physician, addiction medicine specialist. Tonight, our guest is the band 7 Mary 3, who is not here yet. Oh, really, we really get... Uh, no respect as a radio show. Our guests are waltz in when they're ready. Um, and it'd really be horrible if I cared. Yeah. And it really doesn't even matter what the guest is. Uh-huh. I just don't care when a guest doesn't show up. If they're, uh, it's just the symbolism of it bothers you, huh? What it says about their their the, level the, that of that laissez-faire yeah. attitude. Yeah. Oh, of they are. We, of course, we're you know nothing oh, laissez-faire. Oh, okay. They're, All right. They're here. Well, they'll be in on the next break. They are here. Okay. They're doing an interview. They got uh, dragged away into another. Room here in the beautiful um, the the catacombs of the uh, Westwood Westwood Nun. Nun facility here. Jeez, I can't imagine what the other. I'm scared to go into other rooms. Huh. <laughs> the one they broadcast out of is a big pile of ass. I, I could only imagine what the storage rooms are looking at, uh, looking like. You go in there, you just get uh, raped, uh, beaten, and, and there's just uh, there's people have gone into the uh, Westwood One broom closet, never come out. Oh yes. All right. Screw you. That. Screw you. Not like that, but went to the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. Drew's trying. Yeah, thank you, Drew. Don't worry. I uh, provide my own setup, punchline, and laughter. I don't count on you for anything. Went to the dentist Good, you shouldn't. for oh. the uh, 15th time today. Oh, yeah. Now what? Got a little $3,800 bill working for me. Yes. Oh, for Christ's sake. I swear I had uh, uh, I had two root canals done, 3800 bucks. Oh. And the cleaning, I had the, I had the serious scraping today. Yeah. I got the little speech about flossing. Oh, I yeah, get that you, flossing speech every time yeah, I go there. You could do that, sure. I, I don't floss. I can't yeah. floss. You kidding? Yeah. I don't. I. I need to lose a finger every time I try to floss. You want to know how lazy I am? 
but that's yeah, when I you're think... trying to floss one of your kids' teeth. Do your kids have teeth? Yeah, I floss them. You floss your kids' teeth? I have done it. I just don't regularly. Oh, boy, that is off. I'm so lazy that I don't use toothpaste a lot of the time because I don't want to deal with screwing the cap back on. Yes. Is that heinous? That is you, yes. Turns out toothpaste is not that important. The, you know what? My mom, in her sort of hippie rhetoric, yeah. you know, my mom had a, lot of, had a lot of ideas when she was uh, young. Yes. Well, she wasn't so young, but I was young. And, you know, she'd get all these, uh, you know, high times and stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know where she was getting her information. But, you know, uh, fish has mercury in it, um, um, fluoride in the water will give you uh, colon cancer. You know, my mom bought hook, line, and sinker into all this, the, the hippie jargon. One of the things, though, my mom did tell me a million years ago is that uh, toothpaste, apparently not that necessary. True. Freshens your breath a little, yeah. makes a nice foam, but... Yeah. Uh, I don't use it every time. Yeah, it's not that important. Yeah, so I'm going on a big date or something. I don't break out the toothpaste. Don't use soap. Don't use toothpaste. Do you wipe? Do you use toilet paper? Um, yeah, I yeah, do. Okay, good. If the hose isn't around. All right. Yeah. yeah. It's not a jacuzzi nearby. And don't don't bathe. Don't shower. Mm, well, not and during. Sweat a lot. Well, yeah. Okay. It sounds yeah, like a fairly volatile combination. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on paper. Well, I wouldn't want to let a match near you. Uh, no, I'm I'm working out again. So ah. I'm working out, I'm forced to uh, shower more often because I do work up a big sweat. I see. All right. All right. So you ready to go to the phone? Yeah, through? let's do it. Anything happen to you today? Um, no. No. And nothing you can talk about? Right. Lisa. Yeah. You're 19. Yes. What's going on? Okay. It's a big story, but I'll try and make it short. Um, let's give these guys some names. Um, Bob, I've, I went out for about a year. It was a great relationship. I guess I just saw we had problems and didn't think it would work out at the end. Did you say the name Bob? Bob. Okay. So you said bald. No. Made up name Bob. Okay. Bob. So it didn't work out with Bob. All right. So number two guy. Uh, I met him through a friend and like automatically I thought he was the most wonderful thing in the world. And so I broke up with this guy, Bob, and let's give the other guy, Larry. Um, and went to Larry the exact same day. That was my first mistake. You went to Larry the same day you broke up with Bob? Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. Um, the relationship went well for the first two weeks, very well. Then all of a sudden he starts talking about marriage, starts talking about how he wants to get all this stuff done, and he really wants to go into this relationship, and I'm still, you know, hooked on the other one. Right. On Bob? Yeah. Okay. Get us to the punchline here. So what happened? Well, um... I decided that, hey, this isn't going to work out, and Bob decided he wanted um, me get, back, and okay. I, I wanted him back. All right, and so what's so, the problem? Uh, I cheated on Larry. No, Larry, you need to break up with Larry. You cheated on Bob with Larry, pretty yeah, much. You need to just break up yeah. with Larry. There's not even any... You're going out with Larry before you're really uh, broken up or over with Bob. Yeah, and your relationship with Larry never started, and it's over and ended. Just absolutely be as clear and as... See, I broke up with him just a few days ago. With Larry. Like, yeah, he's like, give me another chance. Remember no. the old uh, McLean-Stevens no. uh, short-lived sitcom called Goodbye, Larry? No, but that's what this is. It's uh, called Hello, Larry. Oh, okay. Well, see, I didn't it's, it's so difficult working, trying to do a uh, comedy-based radio show. The guy's been locked in a time capsule <laughs> since. Uh, you yeah, remember? About, uh, about seventy-nine. Frampton comes alive. You remember that? Yes. 
Okay, but that was nothing, the end. Stop nothing, there. nothing after that? But listen, you, you, look, cut it off, stop communication. Don't assume that you can somehow soften the blow for this guy by continuing to communicate and uh, let him beg you to bring to come back to him. It just it simply isn't going to work. You must cut it off and be done with it. It's mm -hmm. unfortunate that you got involved in the first place, but he will get over it. All right, and, and, and don't do that crap where you bounce back and forth. No, no. Try no. to be more secure. Do like uh, what I would do. Good six years in between meaningful relationships. Stephanie. Yeah, hi, guys. You're 33. Yes, I am. You know, it's really sad when I look up at the screen and I see Stephanie's 33, year olds, 33 years sad? old, and I go, boy, she's old. Yeah. And then I go, uh, wait a minute, I'm 33. <laughs> well, there you go. It's All right. a good age. Yeah. Okay, this is my question. It's actually for, for Dr. Drew. Yeah. I am a lesbian, mm -hmm. and I have a vaginal fistula. Mm-hmm because I have Crohn's disease. Mm -hmm. And I was in a relationship for 12 years. Well, let me, so, let me stop and explain to people. She, okay, she, she has something called inflammatory bowel disease. It's Crohn's disease, which is oh. uh, segments of the colon and small bowel uh, that become terrifically inflamed to the point that they basically try to break open to the surface. They, they are so inflamed that the bowel actually comes to the surface and will break up to the skin break into the vagina, break into the bladder, into the rectum, and things well, like that. I think I rented a lesbian fistula and, movie and uh, is, last weekend. And her, she's got probably small bowel yes, com I do. coming into the vagina. Right. And uh, it has an odor. Yeah. And so she's got small bowel spilling into the vagina. Anytime the bowel gets mixed with the vagina, that is a very dangerous combination. That's worse than um, chlorine and bleach. It's not uncommon Crohn's, though. No, it's not. In fact, usually people that get those, get mul at least that I've seen, get multiple vaginal fistulas. You have just one? As far as I know, okay. yeah. All right. But, but my question, I was with the same woman for 12 years. Yeah. And we never had a problem with our sex life because we could plan things a little better. Well, what, what's yeah. going on in the background there, Stephanie? Oh, those are just my dogs. They're fighting. Oh, my, um, God. my What do you got, Rottweilers? No, I've got Basenjis. They're barkless African dogs, but they growl a lot. So I went into the other room. Ah. So my question is... Wait a minute, what does that dog look like? Basenji? Dr. Marcel brought a picture of one of his cats in last night. Did you see that, Drew? No, yeah. Oh, my God. It looked like a cat that had been uh, pulled out of an apartment fire. <laughs> Huge ears, uh, no hair. He couldn't have been prouder. I said, that is the ugliest effing cat I've ever seen in my life. Was and it, you know like, he like spent... Like a bat? Yeah, it looked like a bat with paws. Oh. And you, you know he spent four grand on that thing, too. <laughs> oh, Christ. All right, anyway, what do these dogs... Why people have too much money? What do these Basenji dogs look like? Well, they look kind of like big chihuahuas <sighs> with Boy, curly tails. And big chihuahuas, like saying, it's like a, you know, like a huge roach. <laughs> it's really saying the same thing. Chihuahuas the worst dog ever. They don't behave like chihuahuas, though. No. Yeah. And they have no problem with their sex life. All right. So, so okay. you've been the same girl for 12 years. Right. So we broke up a year ago, and now I want to start dating again. Yeah. And I'm afraid that if I'm out all day... And I'm, you know, with someone at night and things get going, I can't just say, well, excuse me, i got to go take a shower. So I wanted to know, what can I, are there any safe deodorants or, or I mean, is there anything I can do? So you mean there's an odor emanating from down yeah. there? Yeah. It's, it's fecal matter. How do you, uh, is there a constant drip of, uh, it's like a post-fecal drip going on it's down there? 24 hours a day. <sighs> Yeah, Drew, has, has, has medicine not advanced enough to take care of a problem like this? Well, there are surgical corrections, but you, uh, you don't want to do it you have to. And uh, plus, you can form another one. The fecal in the vagina? Well, I've, uh, had, I've had surgery. I've had a, a two feet of my 
small intestine removed yeah. already. Yeah, and, see, and then she formed the fish that'll probably post operatively. Oh. So. Yes, I did. Oh boy. So if one were to probe that area, one would uh, come back with a uh, stool sample. Yes. It wasn't quite stool yet. It's still feculent matter from the small bowel. Uh, all right. So you want to know, and as a, as a lesbian, that's a very important part. Yes, it is. I'd like it to smell good. Uh-huh. How about some of that stuff they used? Uh, remember during the uh, autopsy scene of Silence of the Lambs when uh, they put that uh, mentholatum stuff under their right, right under their nose on their upper lip before they examined that body they pulled out of the river? Okay. <laughs> That would work. Uh, I, All I, right, this, I, is a, this is a serious problem, though. Uh, yeah, actually, it's it just sounds funny. Thing. I mean, it's, uh, it's horrible. Uh, I, listen, I, I, this is the world's worst kind of problem because it's a it's a serious medical condition that everyone laughs at. And, and in a way, in a way, it may be a, a good problem in that uh, you need somebody. You know, it's love. Yeah, you need somebody who's really going to be involved with you, and who will be able, just willing to manage this with you, and let you get a shower, let you do whatever you need to do. And be willing to well, just what, sit by while you do that. What happens if you do take a shower? What is that? How much okay. time does that buy you? Well, I mean, if if you do it right away, I guess that's fine. Because it's sort of like a slow yeah, um, yeah. seepage. Yeah, but when I was with the same woman, you know, we were together for 12 years, so it wasn't a problem. She was used to it. She was willing to accommodate. But, right. you know, when you're out on a second or third date and you want to sleep with someone. Right. Uh, we're having chili fries and we're going horseback riding. And then it's off to my place. That's right. Yeah, that's uh, that seems like a deal breaker. Well, listen, I think you're just going to have to explain uh, that you have a little problem, and that you're going to need to take care of it. And I, I better better they hear it from you first than um, they find out later right. the hard way. But well, I would never it, do that to someone. Is there any kind of feminine spray, Drew? I'm just thinking. I don't of, know uh, any. Vet- are any of them safe? I, like what? Any of the sprays. I mean, are they safe? They're safe. But that's kind of topical but, stuff, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I, I don't know of any suppositories. I mean, really douching, I suppose, would be the only thing. But I, I worry that you'd be... Do you ever get problems with... Do, do you have a uterus? Yes. I, I get worried that you get, could get infections going up into the uterus. Uh, so it's, hmm. boy, it's I, I, By using the spray, you mean? Well, no, by using douches and that sort of oh, thing. Oh, okay. So it's... Oof. Boy, hmm. tricky. And I don't know offhand of anything specific. I, there, there might be something out there. I mean, you could. Do you have a gynecologist? Yeah. Ask him or her and see if if there's some suggestion. But I don't have anything specific off okay. the top of my head. Well, I appreciate your time. All right, Stephanie. Thanks right, for the call. Thanks. Stephanie, you have a guy gynecologist or a female gynecologist? No, female. Okay, just checking. She's not a lesbian. Really? No. Okay. Okay. Not too bad. Why? You know. No. Imagine being a lesbian gynecologist. That'd be something that'd be pretty exciting, wouldn't it? Is that different than being a heterosexual gynecologist? Mm-hmm. Male? Absolutely. Male? Mm, not terribly, no. Okay. But this is a little more specific. You know what I mean? No. Because that's all you got as a lesbian is the crotch. Not necessarily. Sure. What do you mean? As a lesbian, that's all you have is the vagina. What does that mean? Meaning that's the only part you can. They're not you know, interested in kissing or in any other touching or. Not in the movies I've seen. <laughs> it's uh, straight to the vagina. I've studied the lesbian. Oh habits. help me! Please help me. These are more documentaries, Drew. I they? may be caught in a time <laughs> capsule, but I'm also caught in this room with you. Tanya. Yes. And you're 22. Mm-hmm. What's going on there? I have a question for Dr. Drew. Yes, ma'am. I've heard about. I've heard you speak about HPV before. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that my boyfriend. Um, Almost a year now, a girl that he was with a while back called him and told him that she was diagnosed with that. Uh-huh. So I needed to know what this is and how it affects me. 
if he has it, which if he was exposed to it, he probably does, it's the wart virus, mm -hmm. and that means you would have it, and mm -hmm. it would increase your risk of abnormal pap smears, and certain subtypes of the wart virus increase the risk of cervical cancer. When was your last pap smear? Um, last month, and I came out just fine. Okay, so you just need to keep getting regular pap smears and maybe alert the gynecologist that there might have been exposure. Mm, wouldn't have they, showed up by now yeah, if you just had one yeah, last month? Probably, probably. How long have you been with the guy? Almost a year now. Yeah, probably. So maybe you don't have it. Maybe you don't have it. Maybe he didn't, never got it. Correct. Well, if he know, got it, would she have it? Yes. All right, well, so he probably doesn't have it. Yeah, but he was also, his doctor diagnosed him with having molluscum. That's totally different. Yeah. So that's like a whole other thing. And they already had, the, they burned it off. What's that molluscum? That's a molluscum shellfish? Yeah. <laughs> it's a little, it's <laughs> isn't that? Yeah, that's... <laughs> Is that when you have like a bullion base this on your penis? A, this is a molluscum contagiosum, which yeah. looks like little little zits, but it, when they pop, a little hard knot comes off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and he had them burned off. And they usually sit in the pubic area; they don't sit on the genitalia themselves. And so, well, so what? wouldn't you say that area uh, per square inch has more uh, diseases associated with it than almost any? Like you never hear about anyone getting anything on their shoulder. M more dedicated diseases, yes. More uniquely dedicated. Is there diseases. any disease that uh, is solely dedicated to, let's say, the elbow? Uh, besides, like uh, yeah, I mean, something you get playing tennis or golf. Not, not so many. Not so colorful either. Yeah. They're, they're quite. There. I mean, you think about everyone. Just think about the groin for a second. And, the, and these are infectious diseases. You have stuff too. that runs the, the gamut from just uh, your basic but, I mean, like deal, rashes guys. and skin irritants but, to Drew. Can I? Yeah. Go ahead. I, I'm listening. I was on a You're roll so too. Hey. Oh, you were? Yes. <laughs> Drew, when did that roll start? Seventy-two. Uh, yeah, about that. All right. Well, go ahead. Finish the, your roll. That, you got to understand. The, the, what's really striking is these are all infectious diseases. These are not spontaneous rashes or autoimmune syndromes, although there are those too that affect that area. But this are, these are infectious diseases, and this is why we have the sort of social standards we do about sexuality. Is that if you were 16 and developed all these intense urges, and your parents wanted to keep you from dying? They would tell you that sex was bad. Mm. And now well, we've come around again, so a new disease has come around. Mother Nature has once again reminded us that indiscriminate or, or frequent sexual encounters ha carries a cost. Yeah. Biologically. Yeah. we got to move the penis. Where? Um, to the back. Although, no. Wait a minute. Then you wouldn't be able to no, see No, that's horrible. Me, yeah. Oh, could you imagine? How about asking your buddies, what's going on down there? Oh. <laughs> Just put on your hand. Yeah, that's good. You don't need two hands. Not in today's world. Hell, you got the mouse, you got the automatic transmission. It's not like you need two hands anymore. They put a penis on one hand. That's good thinking, Drew. Andrea. Hello. You're 22. By the way, people believe that's what a fetish is. Putting a penis on a hand? Another, uh, basically having control of another penis. Is this very complicated stuff? Oh, you mean like where where a woman's foot becomes a penis, or your basically, foot becomes a penis, yes. or something yeah, like it's that? Kind of obliquely, yeah. Mm -hmm. The penis is it's bizarre. The, the new theory, the theory so is that for me, a large set of breasts would become a penis. Become a f well, in a way, what uh -oh. would it become? <laughs> Excuse That's two penises. But what? <laughs> what are you saying, Drew? I don't like this talk. I've been reading about fetishes lately. Shut your mic off. Wait, no, 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 no. Listen, no okay, boy. <laughs> Mike like is just poised. <laughs> He's the fastest finger in the West. He didn't like it either. All right, I put it back on. Maybe I have something to say. What? But that there, this a theory that young little boys are sort of horrified at seeing women's or little girls. They have a fantasy that the genitalia are somehow removed from them, mm -hmm. that they're castrated or something. They're afraid that's going to happen to them, and this is a way of sort of restoring the penis back to the female with a fetish. Mm -hmm. 
I've had girls say that to me, though. That you need a fetish. No, you need a penis. Thank you. Andrea. Hello? Yeah. Well, I'm in a relationship with a really great guy, but whenever we become intimate, I get, like, really upset and start crying and shaking. Mm-hmm. And I want to, like, how I can stop this from happening. Mm. I want to do some gambling, Drew? Sure. I haven't gambled in a while. But hold on, Andrea. Andrea? Yeah? Could you hold on? What is your... Have you called here before? Oh, yeah. What? Have you called here before? Uh. Does, does her voice sound familiar? Hmm, not particularly. Yeah. Although I wouldn't know. Hell, I don't remember the guests we've had on. Andrea? Uh-huh. Okay, just want to make sure you're memorizing your fake name. Okay. <laughs> People, everyone, uh, everyone has a... Uh, Oh, there it goes. Caller name, and then uh, they pick a new, they pick a name, but the problem is, is they forget what they pick. Then you call them that, and that's once why our listeners are always so slow. All right, Drew, there's your buck. Uh, starts shaking, starts crying. Uh, mm. uh, if it was something real straightforward, I, I don't think she'd be calling and asking. Uh, she lived in a big house and dreamed that a man would stoop out of her closet and. Uh, you think it was her? <laughs> Sounds like her. Doesn't sound like her voice. Nah, I don't. I know swear it sounds like her voice. You're good at that, Drew. You know I don't you pay call, attention. Th talk to her again. You're, you're not the same caller, are you? What? All right. Andrea, do you have a dog? No, I'm allergic to animals. All animals? Cats and dogs. Okay. Hang on. I don't remember the dog in that story. He had a Rottweiler. Oh, that's right. The Rottweiler is what attacked the guy who was you're in right, the basement. Right. It was the dad's dog, right? Okay. Oh, her dog, right? You want to go first? Uh, that she was attacked, uh, like one episode, mm. like a single episode of, of something inappropriate, some violation, but not repeated. Mm, it's a little vague. Um, some guy, uh, when she was in first grade, jumped out of the bushes and made you know. Oh really? Made him something like that. Or something. Yeah. Okay. Jeez, could be a really like religious family. Yeah, but they wouldn't know. She'd that'd make her extra horny. Um, I'll go with um, uh, Dad. Uh, Christ, some uh, uh, sexual um, again, uh, but not true story. Neighbor, but that'd be repeated, just a single time. No, ah. more than once. Okay. All right, I'm sure. going more than once. You're going once trauma. Just one, yeah. You're going one big one. Yeah. Sure. I'm going with like five medium. Should we find out after the break, or should we hear now? Mm, well, we'll bring the band in after the break, so let's get to it now. Andrea? Yeah? For $2, what happened to you? Well, I was molested by my godfather when I was younger. Repeatedly? A couple of times. Okay. Well, mm. Adam, you got it. Thank you. Um, hey, your godfather, huh? Yeah. Well, there well, you go. There's a guy who's really um, holding, his, holding his title. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about taking liberties. Imagine uh, how the, the father would feel. It's usually the father's friend. Who who appointed him godfather? I think they both agreed on it. It's my dad's friend. Yeah, oh, boy. Dad's friend. Did your dad ever find out about this? No, my mom knows. How old were you? I was 12. Mm. What happened before that, anything? No. You sure? I think so. Okay. And, and, and you told your mom? Well, um, his wife walked in, and so she ended up telling my mom. Mm. And your mom never told your dad? No. So your dad just thinks that's his best buddy? Yeah. Did your mom ever get you any help for this? No, she didn't want, she didn't want my dad to find out because he was like, he kind of like really upset and everything. Uh, uh, All right, so not only do you have your um, a-hole godfather uh, messing with you, but you live and were brought up in the kind of environment with a dad 
that couldn't really be told information right, like you had this. To protect him. You couldn't. He, nothing emotional could go because on he'd spin house. out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, kind of. Well, what would he do? Would he like try to kill your mom or kill the guy or kill you or? I don't know. Okay, so your dad's a complete washout then, right? I don't think so. How about the mom that uh, doesn't try to help the child that's been through this? Uh, married the dad, yes. so that's yeah. the first strike against her. Yeah. All right, Andrea, that, that's a mess. I mean, this is the reason you're having these reactions. This, is, this will haunt you for, potentially forever if you don't do something about this. And these traumas <laughs> really affect people greatly. You want to try to get some help about that, Andrea? I can do like right away. Mm, no. My boyfriend is like really upset. Yeah, you can tell him what happened to you when you were younger, and maybe you know. if if he's yeah, and if he is worth it, uh, goddamn, he'll uh, try to be compassionate with you and try to understand what you're what you're going through and try to support you. I mean, potentially a good relationship could help you sort this out in some in some real way. Uh, so, yeah, that's what you can do real fast, is get mm. him to be a, more available to you and more understanding when you Maybe the out. guy was confused and didn't know he was uh, appointed uh, godfather and, and, and mis misheard and thought he was dog Satan, uh, Dad. Or, or, yeah, dog father, yes. Maybe there's a typo in the Hallmark card. Uh, dog father? Uh, what the hell's that? All right. Dog father. It's going to be the name of my new band. All right, seven Mary Free. Uh, free. Hey, there's a good name for a band. Am I punching yeah, it? No. I, 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 my sleep patterns are all messed up. Ah, too. Me too. I think I got some kind of chronic something going on. Uh-oh. I got like hepatitis or something. <laughs> I got to have something. There's no way healthy people feel like I feel. Well, you don't sleep. Yeah, but I sleep, but I sleep in little batches. Yeah, and I'm just good. constantly screwed up. Yeah. Anyway, still do a hell of a show. Don't kid yourself. You Seven Mary, too, don't you? Uh, yeah. Seven Mary Three is here. Uh, they always were here. And uh, they're going to be here for real right after this break. All right, our friends at BlindsGalore.com want you to know what custom actually means. It means the perfect shader blind for you. It fits perfectly into your windows. I don't know about you guys. I remember when I was moving around a lot, first thing I wanted to do was set up some blinds or shades or something. It really just kind of makes it feel like a home. Well, we didn't have BlindsGalore or BlindsGalore.com. They're a pioneer of custom window treatments, and they've covered over 2 million windows and counting. I know for sure I'd be using them, uh, and I have used them. In fact, my wife uses them, and she knows all about this. She worked in a hardware store, and she thinks this is a good product, so she's using it for our kids. Don't bother with the stress of going out to a store. BlindsGalore.com can do it all for you at home. The expert customer service team is happy to walk you through the designing of your new custom blinds and shades, and they will help you every step of the way. Whatever it is, whatever you need a blind for, just go to BlindsGalore. BlindsGalore makes it easy to get the custom blinds and shades you've always wanted in your home. Go check out BlindsGalore.com and let them know I sent you. That's Dr. Drew, and that is BlindsGalore.com. Again, there's no excuse if indeed you want blinds and you need privacy or cool your place down or whatever it might be or just finish a room off. I'm sending you, and you tell them. It is BlindsGalore.com. Again, BlindsGalore.com. Yeah, 
us. It's Loveline. I'm Adam Kroll. That is Dr. Drew. Phone number 1-800-LVE. 191, fax number 310-854-4455, Seven Mary Three is here, Jason Robbie and Singh, and they will be at least uh, this Wednesday at the House of Blues, and then it's off to, uh, I guess, the Vegas Hard Rock, so I'm, right. so I'm told on uh, Thursday. Vegas, at least. Right, somewhere no, in Vegas. Perhaps the, uh, the turkey death. parking lot of the Circus Circus, <laughs> next to the uh, Nickel Heineken dispensary. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, slide right up there on the mic there, Robbie. Otherwise, oh, it's going to sure. be hard to hear your voice. Um, All <clears throat> uh, Third CD, well, I guess second and a half CD. Yes. Because you, you did the, the first CD, and then you released that, and then you got a major label release of the same CD, right? Yeah, we, uh, we recorded an independent disc, and then we actually signed to an, another independent label, and then... Our second disc came out on a major label. So oh, okay. So uh, the f we've kind of run the whole gamut in three records. Yeah. When not that you guys did this, or I'm a little confused, but it, when you re-release something, uh, like right. through a different label, do you go? Do you re-release it exactly the same as you'd released no, it before? Or do you go back and clean it up or put some more money into it or something like that? We recorded it over because we recorded our first disc in a. Um, closet in a closet basically it was it was kind of a demo and then right we got a deal with a, a record label and then went back into the studio yeah. and Came wrote some new songs yeah and the first one like I mean we did like our you know literally it was true independent distribution because we just sold it to like little mom and pops and shows you know we only sold like we made like 5,000 copies of the thing so it wasn't really ever re truly released how, how do they go about or how do you go about doing that on a real grassroots level like you you pretty much come out with the CD you, you let's say you finance it you cut it you do it yourself do you then go to independent record stores and say would you give it a listen and if you like it could you put it in the rack um, preferably That's exactly what you do between put it in whether they like it or not but if it doesn't sell they'll oh I see and in what kind of cut do you get on something like that? If it's all your own, if it's the all your own kind. business, <laughs> the best kind of cut. Yeah, it's like you get thirty you percent know, of nothing or two percent of a bunch. Yeah, we sold five thousand of our first record, and I think we sold a million of our second, and made the same amount of money. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, it's, but you, it worked out. You, you got to figure the uh, simulated platinum record that you have hanging <laughs> from your garage is worth twenty-five bucks. It is. It makes a nice lazy Susan too. So, it's, you know. <laughs> Cool. Uh, yeah. Drew? Yeah. Yeah, you don't have one of those, do you? No. Lazy Susan or a platinum? Uh, actually, your, your wife's name is Susan, so you do have a Lazy Susan around the oh. house. All right, a little, a little wife humor. Where's the drum roll? Uh, it's funny. Engineer Mike, I, I kid you not, I actually saw him. He actually took his hand out of his mouth to cue that one up. <laughs> Mike is uh, chewing away his livelihood there, Mike. That is your right hand. You may want to take it easy. I would keep that thing in a velvet sack if I were you. <laughs> Treat it, uh, you know, like when pitchers uh, get get a bunt single and some guy runs out and gives them a windbreaker so yeah. they can keep it over their good arm? <laughs> right. Mike, that's what you need. You need like a warm-up jacket on that right arm of yours. I like to switch off once in a while. Though. Oh, <laughs> mix it's like, it up. It's like finding a new friend. Right. Yeah. To continue the baseball analogy, if you got a good left-handed pitcher, Mike will go to the other side of the plate and vice versa just to, uh, just to up his average a little bit. All right, so are we going to hear something, uh, Engineer Mike or Producer Ann? We are. Yeah, what are we going to hear? Boy, the... 
Oh, we're going to hear Cumbersome first? That's off the, uh, that's the name of the uh, CD no. prior. American Standard. Oh, okay, it's the name of the song on the CD yes. that was prior to Rock Crown. All right, so we'll hear that one because that's probably one people are more familiar with, and then we'll uh, cut into uh, Rock Crown as the night wears on. Here's Cumbersome. Cumbersome, and that was off their uh, last CD, and then we'll hear something off uh, Rock Crown as the night wears on, and oh boy. Take one call. All right. All right. Laura? Hi. You're 18. What's going on? Um, it's kind of a weird story. Actually, I'll start from the beginning. Um, my mom goes and works at a college, and she met a guy, and she brought him home, and we all, me and my dad and all our family made friends with him, and... He actually liked me, but I didn't like him. So, um... How old is he? I'm sorry. He was, like, 22. Okay. 23. And, um, this summer, we were at one of my mom's friend's house, and he was there, my mom was there. And to make a long story short, I walked down the stairs, and she was on top of him, and he had his shirt off, and she said that she was having an affair with him. I mean, she stood up from this and said, uh, you've, you've discovered something. Yeah. Did, did you have a conversation while she was on top of him? No, she, no. she's like, well, we need to talk about this. And I was like in total shock. Yeah. So I left. She knew you were home, though. Well, this wasn't at home. This was at a friend's house. Right. Look, you don't work at Toys R Us, do you? <laughs> no. Okay, cool. Did, did you just, tell your dad? Straighten that out. No, I didn't know what to do because I didn't know. I couldn't go home because my dad would wonder why I was there. How long ago was this? Uh, it was in July. How long did you end up staying with them together before you had, you could leave? What do you mean? You, you were at the friend's house. Oh, stuck we there. were out there. For, we were there for like three or four hours. Okay, well, it wasn't it wasn't like three was or four months. Was this unexpected? I mean, all right. Well, wait a minute. We got to go to break, and we'll uh, we'll finish this one off when we get back. We'll uh, try to give her a little bit of guidance. I don't know what mom is doing. Uh, you know, hanging out with her daughter, going to friend's house, and uh, yeah. all that kind of business. But uh, anyway, we will. Um, we will uh, figure this one out with 7 Mary 3 after this. Here's Loveline before deworming. Here's Loveline after getting fixed. Here's Loveline chewing out its stitches. Here's Loveline dragging its butt across the carpet. Bad Loveline. Bad Loveline. Loveline has been bad, and we'll be right back. From the writer of The Devil Wears Prada and the director of 500 Days of Summer. Who doesn't love those two films? These people have gotten together and created Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. It's what's being called a demented take on the modern musical raunchy original songs starring and co-created by the internet sensation Rachel Bloom. And yes, she can sing. Yes, she can dance. The Hollywood Reporter names Rachel Bloom, quote, one of TV's 10 hot stars to watch. 
The new series USA Today says, quote, maybe fall's most promising comedy. Critics agree. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is, quote, something to sing about. Check it out. The trailer at CWTV.com. It's an incredible new series. Chances are you've been or been around a crazy ex. And this particular story, Rebecca Bunch, always a little goofy, particularly about one guy, very first love. Then she gets a second chance 10 years later when she meets him again. She's leaving a dream job in New York to follow this dream man to West Covina. Yes, West Covina. You guys know where that is, next to Covina. Used to have friends that hung out there in the high school. All new episodes Monday at 8, 7 Central on The CW. Seven Mary Three is here on the Fabulous Love Line program. Phone number 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. I'm Adam Carolla. This is Dr. J. And when we left off, we were speaking to Laura. Laura is 18. Her mom brought some guy home who she met at the college she works at. Right. Um, sort of befriended the family. Then the Laura walked in on her mom and this guy having a physical thing. Right. True. You never bring anyone home, do you? No. Let me tell you what Listen, bringing... you were there once. You'll never be back. Right. <laughs> if I go over there again, I, I eat on the porch. Uh, Drew actually spoons the food through the mail slot, yeah. and I just sit there. Yeah, I'll just throw it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bringing somebody home once you have a family is, uh, either leads to uh, some form of uh, molestation. Either either uh, the guy ends up feeling up the kid, or he ends up feeling up uh, your the wife, wife, or he you steals something. You shouldn't yeah. bring anybody home ever? No. The real question, if, it, if what if it was Laura's English professor, would she have gotten an A in the class? But isn't it usually, it's usually the guys that do this, right? You don't hear, hear about women coming into the household and disrupting or ripping it. Well, I guess you do sometimes. Some real chaotic, mm, uh, borderline No, type. but guy, guys... who just slept with the kid and had the baby. Guys are yes, more... right. Great case in point. Guys do tend to go in, though, I, I agree, and, and do more overt yeah, forms of uh, home wrecking. They actually wreck the home, where yeah. women just figuratively <laughs> so wreck the home by, you know, having an affair or doing what have you. Laura. Yeah. All right, so, so you and your mom and this new friend were all at a mutual friend's house. Well, he wasn't even a new friend. I mean, we'd known him for a little while. How old All right, was your wait mom? a minute. Boy, yeah, no, we she, have the world's stupidest effing listeners. <sighs> okay, so, you on. know, somebody yelled at me today for yelling at yes, everybody. Yes, I heard that in. today, too. You did? Oh, I, probably the same person yelled at you. Marshall? No. I thought the person who's been from, talking about from me. Keenan, the, the oh yeah, the woman from Keenan yelled yeah. at me too. Yeah. Jesus Christ! I go, yeah, but I try to, you know, here's what I how I defend myself, and I say, stop being so mean to the listeners. I go, but they're so effing stupid. You try to set something up. Yeah. Right. Uh, so you, your mom, and your new your mom's new friend uh, all go to a mutual friend's house. No. <laughs> Couldn't go along with that one, could you? All right, Laura, you, so how old's your mom? She's about 43. Has she ever done anything peculiar before? Oh, no. Has she been depressed lately? No. Does she drink a lot? Nope. Is she on any medication? Nope. Does she have any medical problems? Nope. And the guy's 22, correct? Yeah. And how long was he around before uh, you caught them? A couple uh, of weeks? Uh, a month. A couple months. Yeah, they're well known to the family. She's no, not a new friend, though. Right. Um... And how, what does Dad think of him? That, my dad liked him. Mm. Everyone did. He was the nicest guy. What did they, What did everybody think he was doing hanging around? Well, everyone thought he liked me because at first he did, you know. Mm. Well, why did he keep hanging around, though? 
Well, he knew that I didn't like him that way, and he was just friends with all of us. So why did he keep hanging around? I mean, why was he permitted to keep hanging well, around? What's a 20-year-old yeah. doing hanging around a house? I know. So another family. How old's your mom? 45. 43. Mm. 43. All right. Uh, all right, so now you want to know what to say. Well, my mom left, and she's still with him. Left your dad? Yeah. Oh. Well, uh, you may not have to say anything, because uh, your dad may have an inkling. <laughs> seeing how they've shacked up uh, together. What's that? Dad found out. Yeah. All right. How did he find out? Um, I wrote a letter to this guy, and he never really got it, and so I left it in my room. My dad found it, and so like my mom like sort of thinks it was my fault that he found out. How did wow. he never get it once you wrote it to him? I cause I emailed it to him, but it never got to him, so I just printed it out, and I was going to give it to him later. I don't think you should feel any guilt from your mom. No. What the hell's the matter with your mom? What? Well, what? What do you mean? What's the matter with the mom? I mean, not, she's got problems. Yeah, this is not. This is not something that somebody typically does spontaneously. This is well, a, in the context of a long history of stuff like this. Not well, stuff like this necessarily, uh, but maybe other peculiarities. Really, though, don't people do stuff like this every day? I mean, it sounds like you're talking about a middle-aged couple that's, you know, they've got a daughter and. You know, maybe there's some sexual tension going but on. But usually when they act out, they out have a fight. long history of acting out. It, it, okay. It's a little more... It's a little more uh, uh, Brain tumor-esque. Right. A little, little more flashy <laughs> acting out. A little more peculiar acting out. But let's we'll say there was, you weren't expecting anything. I mean, from before your dad or your mom weren't acting weird or... Laura? Yeah? How were your parents before this guy showed up? <laughs> they weren't good. They've been, like, really bad for, for like three or four, actually five years. Okay. Fighting? Fighting a lot? Right. What? What do you mean by really bad? My dad drinks a lot and ah. he's not very nice. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So does he, does he physically abuse your mom? No. What, and when he's not very nice, does he emotionally abuse her? Yeah. Kind of. Both. Yeah. All right. So was your mom raised by an alcoholic father? Um, alcoholic mother. Mother. So mom, mom has some issues here, obviously, right? And th this is where this sort of escape behavior comes from, these sort of impulsive uh, behaviors that are, look so uh, outrageous and unhealthy. She, she's got long-standing issues. She married an alcoholic. She was raised by alcoholics. She's used to abuse. And she really goes from one dysfunctional relationship right into the next. And this thing's been on the skids and, for three yeah, and, years. And, what, and basically, they're they're breaking up, and, and she's taking off with the younger guy. And what could be more non-threatening than the younger guy? Because she knows damn well she's never really going to develop any true intimate, intimate feelings. And that's, that's what typically, in my experience with those types of relationships, the older woman is not actually becoming intimate with the younger you man. You dated a lot of younger guys? No, I've seen a lot of these couples. Oh, and I see. That, and that's, okay, and that's sort of the way it You thought he was talking about that, too, didn't you guys? All right, so Laura. Yeah. Here, let me just summarize. Mom's a little nuts. Dad's a little abusive. An um, alcoholic. And just about every band we get in here came from worse. Uh, people <laughs> people manage to have decent lives, uh, decent families, decent relationships. Uh, they get educations. They buy houses. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're 18. Your mission is to uh, you know keep your grades up, get get the hell out of there, go off to college somewhere and let everyone get their head cleared, and then they can spend the rest of their life apologizing yeah. to you like I want my parents to do <laughs> for that crampy upbringing they and gave me. And that you not it's act out happen. in the same way and do the same pattern all over again, which you will right. be apt to do. And you might check out an organization called Alatine, which will help you sort of process through some of this material. And if you're smart, capitalize and write songs about it, and you'll make a lot of money. That's right. Or uh, poetry, at least. But put a song behind it so you can sell it. <laughs> Dallas. Yeah. Hey, you're 18. 
Yes, I am. What's going on in the background there, Dallas? Well, I got this friend of mine. Her name is Melanie. What is he doing? Working at the kitchen? Apparently she uh. called you guys, talked about me before, too. Uh, all right. Where are you working there, Dallas? What's that? Where are you working? Oh, uh, work? I'm working at Burger King right now. Mm-hmm. Kitchen. What, you got a cell phone? No. Hold on one second, okay? Place being robbed, or what's going on? Put him some fries in. I got some stupid people trying to get in the door. Yeah. I'm That's sorry. The problem when you work fast food, you're pretty much surrounded by Stupid people trying to get in the door. I think they're called customers, sir, Dallas. <laughs> no, it's a co-worker. Oh, okay. Um, the problem is, is that she is absolutely head over heels for me. Wait, wait, who, no re reset this, restate this, Dallas. Start from the top. Okay, I got a friend of mine, Melanie, and she is completely head over heels for me, mm -hmm. as in will not leave me alone. And she has called this program before? Yeah, she even told me she called you guys. About, well, what has she said? Well, she wants to know what she's supposed to do with me. Why? What was it? How did she describe you? What was the problem? What's that? What was the problem she called us about? Uh, she's trying to get me. She's trying to figure out what it oh. is. She's, she's out to get you. I'll tell you, these gold diggers, <laughs> they make you sick, don't they? She's not even... Get hold of you. She go through your money. No. She what? wants me... You get a prenup, you get hooked up with her, Dallas. You hear me? You play it smart. Don't let her get you. Free Sundays. Take you to the cleaners. No, man. I, I don't even like her like that. She's a very good friend of mine. All right. But I don't even look at her like, like that right. at all. Well, why don't you cut off the relationship? Well, there is no relationship, just a friendship. Why don't you cut that off? Well, she's a very good friend. Well, I don't why don't you? Look, you, this is not a good friend does not harass you. That's true. Okay. Actually, in my it, book, a good friend does harass and me. If she if cannot female. tolerate the the reality of the relationship, do your both your your favor, and terminate any contact with her and give her six months to cool down. So you're telling me I should just cut her off completely? If there's really no potential for a relationship, do the kind thing, yeah. Alright. Absolutely. I mean, not, not necessarily cut her out of your life, but cut her out for a while until she has Let a chance to... Let me get some to... history. Have you ever gotten drunk and felt her up, Dallas? Oh, hell no. Really? <laughs> hell no. You're just, you're not attracted to her? No, not at all. But she have you... a hair lip? What's that? Does she have a hair lip? No, she doesn't. Do you, um... But you have to sort of couch it in, um, right now, I'm, I'm just finding myself and I need time. You haven't just told her you're not attracted to her, right? Yeah, that's, that's all I told her. I'm just not attracted to her. Oh, you have? Yes, I have. Wow, she doesn't get that. <laughs> no, I, I, as a matter of fact, she came on to me again very strongly about two nights ago. Wow. Like, extremely strongly. She you know, does it all the time. It's really sad that that's such an aphrodisiac to women. I know. Listen, I'm not physically attracted to you. Oh, God, do I want this guy. God, I can taste him. If I don't I know why that, that is. If I any woman and have him come on to me, I'd be walking down the street saying it to everyone I saw. All right, listen, Dallas, don't be an idiot. You don't like her. Don't have contact with her. You're a guy. What are you going to do? going to give you some roofies and um, the tape your penis between popsicle sticks or something and jump on top of you? Just relax. All right? All right, man. It's, it's not a problem. What kind of problem is that? We've all had people like us. Uh, you just sort of eh, you let it die. It, let, they call, you don't call them back. They call again, you don't call them back, and then they stop calling. Yeah, this is a good friend, somebody who really relies upon for a friendship, probably sees and talks to all the time, and she's really taking advantage of that, and he doesn't uh, understand how to manage it. Yeah, I, know, I know it's a bad double standard, but don't you think as well, a, guy, a guy... We've got a guy like that who works for us named Sam, and he knows exactly how to deal with oh, that yeah. situation. It's about 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Don't call her to come back. <laughs> women know, I think, that if they can stay on a guy long enough, they can break down his resolve, especially if they can mix, like, I'll tell you the greatest, um, the greatest grease cutter for a guy, a little booze and a little persistence. <laughs> 
and uh, threat threats of oral sex. And eventually the guy, you know, okay, just do your business and, you know. Guys will break down, right? Oh, yeah. And then, uh, then what it does is now you're in deep. And apparently uh, Dallas had never done that, so <laughs> he's probably okay. All right, when we come back, more with uh, 7 Mary 3, more with uh, 5 Mary Drew, and uh, me and you. Ernie, the world's fastest drummer for Loveline. Too, too, too high when I'm not drumming up a storm. <laughs> what was the rest of it? Loveline will be right back. If it's not, sue me or something. All right, everybody, True Car, you know how much I love these guys and their app. I spend uh, a lot of time on it, and it's a way to see exactly what's going on in your area. You pick a car, learn about the cars, and see what people are paying for the very car, the exact car you want. You know, there was previous ways to buy cars. You went and hang out on a lot. Now technology evolves. Everything evolves. Buying cars evolves. It advances. It makes sense that there's a new and better way to buy a car. Well, that's now called True Car. The True Car app is special, unique. Their certified dealer network is unsurpassed. They've partnered with over 10,000 True Car certified dealers that believe in a new way to buy a car. It's hassle-free. It's easy. It's fun. Use the True Car app. You can get guaranteed savings. True Car certified dealers will honor the savings that are guaranteed and locked in at True Car on your True Car app. It is that simple. True Car and True Car Certified Dealers. And using True Car Certified Dealers, you will save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. No headaches, no hassle. It's fun. And if you don't even want to buy a car, you just want to learn about it, check out the app. Two million cars sold through True Car Certified Dealer Network, and you will work directly with the certified dealer contact. It is easy. It's evolved. It's technology. It's made simple. It's about time. Yes, it is Loveline. Seven, let's start start again. Seven Mary Three are here. Jason, Robbie, and Sing are all in from the band. Dr. Drew's here. Dr. Marcel will be filling in Wednesday. Oh, is so that right? uh, is, line up those Marcel? boob calls. Is Marcel coming in Wednesday? Who's yep. filling in for me? I'm, oh, I'm going to be gone. Don't, I mean, don't talk to Ann. Listen, I'm going to be in Hawaii on Wednesday. Dr. Bruce. Sunday, Bruce is coming Wednesday. How about Sunday? Bruce. What the hell was Marcel doing here the other night? Showing off that uh, burn victim cat of his? Do you see those pictures of his you know cat, what it is? You know what it is? That's so cute. That thing was all ears and no fur. Acoustic Christmas. Oh, yeah. Dr. Marcel wants to make the scene. I knew he was around here for something. All right. Oh, Ann's getting a surgery. No. Is Ann? All right, hold on. we got to go to one of those 10-second breaks, and when we come back, we'll get into uh, the rest of Ann's boobs. 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. Did he discuss uh, approaches with you or anything, Ann? Well, hold on a second. Wait a Let minute. me reset. Seven right. Mary Threes here. Love line. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Now, what about your boobs, Ann? We were talking about getting an augmentation. Did you, he discuss different approaches and different... Uh, yeah. Which, what do you go for? Well, we're just talking about where you can go in. You can go under the breast, right. through the armpit. He likes the under the, the breast thing, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. 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 More breast time for him. But I don't know That's if I what want I'm a thinking. scar, so I'm thinking... Perioreular. Yeah. Uh, and so. what kind of what kind of uh, 
You know, you're always talking about breasts, and so, you know, I want to come in here and yeah. really... Get you extra 50 cents an hour here. See, I want the, that raise. You know, Ann, um, I've never seen you in a bathing suit or anything. Oh, I have, uh, but you didn't know it. I was, I was on, I was on the toilet. It was uh, late night. But the point is, is that you I'll seem to look good. That, that's a seems to be one of your strengths is uh, the boob department. Wouldn't, wouldn't you say? I'm I mean, gonna be stronger now. Really? Yeah. Well, I like that. She's striving for perfection. How much does that cost? Uh, like five grand? Yep, exactly. Is he cutting you some he kind of deal? He might cut me a deal though. No, like materials or labor or uh, I guess uh, labor would be about all of it, right? Yeah. Materials. So, someone told me that that you we're just talking about like the recovery period and all that. Someone told me that there's there's a sort of a maintenance thing that kind of goes into yeah. that. Where, while yep. there's initial five thousand, you're really looking at you know. They have to redone frequently yeah. and they scar and the, you're, you're into a whole. Uh, it's a commitment. Well, what about the maintenance? I mean, is that they have to be constantly massaged and things and so the well, scar that brings well, us to our next, our next thing. That's our on-tour <laughs> breast maintenance. That we've been, uh, yeah, look at Engineer Mike lim limbering up back there. <laughs> For Ann's uh, daily <laughs> massage needs. Yeah, going to have to extend that chair here so Ann can fit in front there. <laughs> All right, so uh, Ann, um, what what size you you going up, up to? What are you thinking about? A big C. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, yeah that's big perfect. C. And what do you what do you know? You a big B? Or? Big B. Yeah, big oh, B? Yeah. You know, if I was a big B, I'd call myself a small C. It just sounds better on, on the first date. All right, and Doug's all into this. Of course. There's a, but this isn't covered by uh, any kind of by nothing. No insurance or anything no. like that. There could, maybe mm -hmm. it's an Here's a business opportunity for you. You could just sell Corolla insurance for this kind of thing. Right. That sounds like a wonderful business venture. Yeah. Uh, I have a bunch of women cashing in on uh, my boob, boob policy, yes. and I make no money. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. All right, and uh, uh, tell Dr. Marcel that we need to take a look at some of those uh, before and after uh, pictures before we commit to him and his services. Yeah, we'll put them on our website, yeah. our little yeah, unofficial Loveline website. Tell him to bring in that uh, that uh, photo album of his. Gabby, you're 17. Yeah. What's going on there? No, well, the thing is, one of my good friends came and talked to me today, and she told me that my mom's husband that she just married was flirting with her that he picked up on her and he didn't realize that she knew me where wait a minute where were they where were they at the first time was like down the street from my house at some liquor store and then the second time was like like two blocks down how old is she she's 16 and how old is this new stepdad she's 28 or 29 are you surprised am i surprised no not really because like when he goes out with me and my cousins he looks at other girls and right. stuff. how old is your mom she's 33 so the 33-year-old, your 33-year-old mom, who had had Gabby when she was 16. Uh huh. Oh, that's uh, that's late, uh, by Loveline standards. Right, right. She's like an old maid. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> it had to have him quick before like uh, she had to have a hysterectomy. What or happened to your biological dad? Um, he passed away. What happened? A uh, freak accident. Oh my gosh. Mm. Someone yeah. shot him. Freak accident or? No, he choked. He, he choked? choked. Yeah, he choked at a barbecue. About oh my God! On a freak. Oh boy! Uh, it does bring up with somebody we're supposed to talk about. Though, hang I'll on tell one you, second. If I, if I was going to go, that'd be the way to go. No, for me. Now this fellow from NSX, NXS, that just passed away. Huh? All right, Michael Hutchins. Wasn't it possibly an asphyxiation of some type? Autoerotic. I thought well, he hung himself. He hung himself. I heard various rumors and stuff. Yeah. Like anyway, we're going to we're going to be playing our show that we did with them on oh. Thanksgiving. It's a nice segue, Drew. Ann's been saying, talk about it, talk about it. Oh, okay, yeah. All right, well, well, NXS came in here uh, about four months ago. 
Real nice guys. Never met them before that time. Uh, pegged them for a-holes, although everybody I peg for a-holes turns out to be nice, and all the people I worship turn out to be a-holes. I, I don't know. I, I got to rethink. There's one constant in all this. Yeah. You ever had Ron Jeremy on the show? No. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, not no, while yes. I've been on the show. I've only been on the show for a couple of years, but it's nice, been it's nice been around for years. Sup uh, nicer than you'd like him to be. <laughs> he's Ron Jeremy. You know? No, he's actually a very nice guy. All right, we're talking about a, a porn star who should have never made it into business. Uh, but certainly, if he did, he should have made one film, and that should have been it. The Hedgehog. Uh, right. That damn affirmative action. It's, it's ruining the porn industry. There's got one Jewish guy in the porn industry. It's Ron Jeremy. More, more, more crack and back hair than you need to see. All right. Gabby. Uh, so your real dad passed away. Um, you got the stepdad, and he's hitting on your friend. Yeah, but he didn't know who she was. Like, right. No, okay. He's only met her once, and he didn't recognize her. What, what would happen? Him. What would happen if you told your mom about this? But see, the thing is that me and my mom, we don't really communicate. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm on. We're like strangers, but we live together. Wow. Like we're not close at all, and I don't know. You think she'd I, take I know it? I it's right that I should tell her. Do you think she'd take it out on you if you tried to no, tell us something? No, but see, he's the kind of person, since he's like a mama's boy, he like runs to her, you know, for every little thing. The 28-year-old guy? Yeah, like that's her son, you understand? Oh, boy. Like he's playing the yeah. whatever. Die. And like, I don't know, I think she'll snap on me. Mm. Okay. My friend All right. Mm. Here's what I'm going to say about this. Um, you need to just um, wait another year, get the hell out of that huh. environment. Can you do that? Yeah, but I don't know if I should tell her, though. No, nah, don't tell her. You don't got a boy? Her, just leave it, huh? Like Forget that. it. She married the guy. She's not nice to you anyway. Okay, thank you. Wait a minute. Wait. You got a boyfriend? Do I have a boyfriend? Yeah. You do? Mm-hmm. You having sex? No. Good. Why not? Why not? Because... For what? Good. All right. That's yeah, what baby. I like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Woo! There's other things. Yeah. Got to break that chain, Gabby. Huh. All right. No kids before uh, 17 and a half, okay? I know. I don't want kids. Good. Gabby. That's it. You hate kids, yeah, don't Gabby you? Gabby for president. <laughs> you going lesbian, Gabby? No. Okay. <laughs> lesbian. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Drew laughed once in a while. All right, Gabby. You're fine. Okay. If, Listen, uh, your mom's a little nutty, uh, stepdad's out of line, uh, too much, it's like, um, it's like the, um, you're on the, uh, Titanic, uh, icebergs just ripped a 70-foot hole in the side, and you got a, um, handful of spackle. Screw it. Just, uh, rip Overboard. someone's life preserver yeah. off of them and, uh, start swimming. Forget it. You ain't gonna fix this one. Another six months, you'll be 18, you get the hell out of the house, that's it. Uh, because... You know, you love your parents, but they should love you first, for Christ's sake. Well, big people take care of little people. There you go. You know what I mean? Parents right. are the parents. Right. Well, nobody on this on this planet has a choice in who their parents, you know, are. Right. It's the parents so have a choice in having the kids. So, so most of us think. If your parents are a-holes, it's not your fault. Right. Absolutely. David? Yeah. You're 20. Yes, sir. What's going on? Um... First, I'd like to say hi to Dr. Drew and hi, Adam, and hi, Seven Mary Three. You guys are great. Thanks. Um, okay, start from the beginning. I'm dating a woman who I've been dating for four months, who I'm very much in love with. To head off um, Corolla, we have a good sex life. Um, the problem is, is that uh, she tells me that um, she loves her friends 
more than she could ever love me. Mm. How did um, that come up? In what context was that delivered? Well, here, I'll tell you. She lives with, she has a roommate who's a female, and she's experimented on the other side of the track, so to speak. She's mm. had um, three encounters with women, and she told me when we first started together that she was never going to go that route again. The woman that she lives with is one of her former um, partners. Encounters. Right. And uh, we were, another one of her friends, we went and saw who is married to a guy um, and has three kids with, was another one of her encounters. While we were there, I felt very uncomfortable because she spent very little time being affectionate. This is a woman who's sexually aggressive. Um, when we're with my friends, she's pretty much massaging me. She's touching me. She's all over me. But when we're with her friends, it's different. Mm -hmm. And um, as far as I know, to head off Drew, um, <laughs> she wasn't molested and she wasn't um, raped. Uh -huh. But she had a poor home life. Her parents split up early. Her mom's an alcoholic. Her dad's not. Her dad's now married to a very nice woman yeah. who I've met. And All right. They're both great. Okay. Are so, you sure she's not a guy? Because this sounds like typically male behavior. You <laughs> it, know, like not really touching does. you around her friends. and. Oh, yeah. She's not a guy. Okay. Uh, well. How old is she? <laughs> she's 21. She just turned 21. Okay. November 2nd. Mm-hmm. So she... But your thinking is she has um, uh, bisexual bisexual tendencies, right? I mean that well, she's. she admitted it to me. Right, but she told you she was with a, a woman on on three occasions, but that's in her past. But it's starting to feel to you like it may be in her future as well, right? Well, n not just that. I'm just more along the lines of the question that I want to know is: should it be something I worry about if? If the woman that you're thinking about you want to get married, the one that you're serious about tells you that they can never love you as much as they love their friend. Well, you still haven't told us what context that statement came up in. How did, the, how did the, you evoke that statement? Were you saying, did you bring all this, these issues up about how you never touch me around the... Yes. Uh, yeah. And, um, and then she said, look, I, I love my friends. In fact, maybe I can never love them as much as I love you. Were you watching the big chill? Or vice versa. Um, is, basically, yes, that's what she said. Okay, so it was, it was sort of a defensive statement. They're just like, hey, lay off, I love my friends, is really what she was telling you. Mm -hmm. She wasn't saying, as a matter of absolute fact, I could never love you as much as I love my friends. Well, I mean, we were pretty calm when we were talking about this. Well, I mean, she stopped yeah. and she said it and she meant it. All right. right. Okay, good David, night. David, I mean, good night. All right, yeah. David, here's the situation. You've only been together for four months. You're getting, um, you're getting way too antsy here. You're 20 years old. If you get married in the next six months, you're going to screw up the whole thing anyway. You'll be divorced by 21. You understand? So why don't you just not do anything, just kick back and see what direction the relationship goes. You don't have to take such a proactive stance here. You know what I mean? And just look at what you're doing. Why do you need all this chaos? Why do you need somebody with bad boundaries, who themselves has a certain amount of emotional chaos going on right now, and who is not interested in this kind of relationship? David, let me give you some good advice. When I was in college, I had a girlfriend <laughs> who, uh, you know, she, she kind of did that same thing, and, and now I'm kicking myself for not taking further advantage of the situation. Maybe you need to be more proactive what, or just yeah, active at all, What I would say know? is, man, scrap the being in love, getting married thing. You've been dating four months. Have some fun, brother. Get some when you're 25, you know, 
Right, but, you're going to be kicking yourself. Like, I kick myself every day. Do you get to participate at all in these encounters, as no. you put it? No. That, Do you want to? It's sort of a fantasy of mine, but that doesn't... I'm act on it. Have you right. told her that? <laughs> yeah, she knows. All right, listen, you're taking love advice from a rock band. <laughs> you're in worse shape than we thought. Here's the situation. David's a pretty straight-laced guy. And he's really in love with this woman. The problem is, is he's got himself a handful, but and he keeps getting in deeper, and she's sensing, she's feeling that pressure because he's so sincere, and he's putting a full-court press on her, and he's talking about marriage, and he's talking about you being the one, and she's trying to basically, um, you know what she's doing? She's sending these subtle, or not-so-subtle signals to tell you to just uh, chill a little bit, back off, don't press so hard. We've only known each other for four months. David? I'm here. Stop having a plan. Wh what do you do? Do you work? Absolutely. Where do you work? I am a kitchen manager at Applebee's. Okay. All right. Now, here's what your plan should be. Make more money <laughs> next year than you're making this year. Put all your energy, all that, uh, all that pent-up energy you have. This is what I did when I, was, uh, when I was young. You get involved in a relationship, you have all this energy, and it all goes straight into the relationship, and then you scare the F out of whoever you're in the relationship with. Young guys... Focus on your career, focus on your education, focus on uh, setting up your future, making a few bucks, all that good stuff, and then let the relationship sort of fall into place. You're 20 years old, don't push. Everyone who gets married at 20 is divorced by 22. Right, Drew? Everyone. Now, except for uh, Abe Lincoln? Mm. He probably got divorced, too. <laughs> Jason, I think you got an annulment. Jason, you're uh, 18. Yeah, I called um, last Thursday, and I was the last one on the show, so um, I kind of got cut off. Right. Um, it was about my um, ex-girlfriend, who is now 16, almost 17. And she is, um, from what I understand, pregnant right now by a 23-year-old. Right. That she was supposedly just friends with while we were dating. This was the Immaculate Conception. Uh, I'm not sure. If any, I just completely lost no. it now. I don't think it was that call. No. But you anyway. wondered if this was yours? Yeah. I, yeah I, this I, was, I asked because she, she supposedly is not sleeping with this guy. I'm not positive if she was no, or was not cleaning with him. She, th that's not the call, I don't believe. I right. think that was another call. The right. point is... The last it, one on Thursday. It'd been like six months, so we decided that it wasn't your child. But th the thing was, I had talked to her a month ago, and she had told me that she wasn't quite sure when it was conceived. The last time we had sex was about four months ago, three months ago. Right. So technically it is possible that it could be, but she See, this is my recollection. Hmm? And yeah. she's still saying she's not having sex with the other no, guy, No, right? she's saying she had sex with the other guy. She just doesn't know she who she's that. pregnant with. She never said she did. She, well, she um, when we were dating, she never said she was having sex with him. Well, who the hell tells you that while you're dating? True. Please. A real she, woman would, but... She, no, she wouldn't. cheating whore. She's having sex with the other guy. She's had sex with you. She's pregnant, and she doesn't know whose baby it is. She told me that it was his. I asked her for a paternity test, and she said no because he would get angry. Right. Okay. So, so what are we? T why are we rehashing this? Because I'm not sure. I need to know if I should. If I have to worry about being financially and um, emotionally Ooh. responsible, if uh. it is mine. Well, yeah. Is there a way that I can? I am. <clears throat> do I just have to wait for her to have the baby? And is there some sort of thump second? test? No, hmm? no thump test. I, the question is, I guess, can you force her to get the... the Didn't you say, uh, what was your nationality? I'm Hispanic. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, this guy's white, right? I'm assuming. I've never met him. Right. 
Uh, I, think, uh, I think I had my test when the infant comes out. We put a churro on one side of the room and a slice of American cheese on the other, and we see which way the kid goes. At this point in my life, I'm not financially stable. Right. And so I would need to plan for this. Okay, but... Happen. And I don't know, there's no way she won't have a paternity test because it would get him angry. So but she's not telling you, well. she, she's not telling you, she, she's telling you it's the other guy's kid, right? That's what, she's not telling me whether it is or is not. Uh, you see, uh, it, so. it sounds to me like she's kind of playing Jason. The I mean, thing, I haven't talked to her since um, about a month ago. It was the last time I talked to her. You don't even know for sure if she's pregnant, do you? I'd move. Not for positive, but I can't. She had told me before that she was with mine about a year ago. Right, and it turned out not, not to be. Yeah. Oh, and it was. I want to, to oh. just, you know. Hey, why don't you wear? She's lying. Why don't you wear a condom? Hmm? What, what's wrong with the condom idea? We were. I was just stupid. Oh, okay. Basically. See, this show's fine as long as everyone admits they're stupid. <laughs> I'm the first to admit it. And, and I'm smarter than you, right, Jason? If you say so. Okay. Well, that's not what I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jason, but we're going to tell you the same thing we told you last time. Uh, you just wait. I mean, uh, I don't know what you can do. I don't think you can force... Can you force somebody to have a paternity know. test if know. they're claiming that you are the parent? But you don't have any legal resources at your disposal anyway, Jason. What she had told me also, if she was pregnant earlier in our relationship, that she was going to go to um, Colorado with her family. And so I wouldn't be able to see it. Legally, oh, would I have a right? Because I'm 18. I'm an adult with a career job right now. Um, legally, would I be able to take the child? Well, you certainly, well, I don't know if you'd be able to take the child, but you certainly have legal rights if, in fact, it's your okay. child. See, due to the fact she's still in high school, and mm. I'm already out of high school, I have a career. Well, first thing you do is get uh, the statutory rape uh, handle slapped on you. Right. That's A I number already, one. I talked to a detective about that, um, and the first thing, because I was... I'd love to hear that conversation. <laughs> Uh, this friend of mine, <laughs> Mexican guy, but uh, different tribe or something. Uh, he, uh, Dayton, let's call her. Oh, oh man. What's her name? Oh, anyway. <laughs> and then, all right, so what did, what did the detective say? Uh, he told me since it happened um, so long ago, the last time that we had sex, and at the time, the mother knew about it and didn't say anything, that there was nothing that they could do. Because her current boyfriend that she is sleeping with is 23. Oh, boy. Here's the big question. Where is Mom? What the mom hell's up with Mom? Mom is not quite there. Oh, what a Imagine surprise. Imagine that, yeah. Right. Mom is just not there. And oh, I understand boy. that her dad is, is really all together in the head. He's got a good job and um, right. a stepdaughter of his own. What so state are you in? He left Mom 10 years ago, right? Because he's saying? Uh, I believe it was actually six years ago. Oh, okay. What state are you in? a little while. Which what? What state are you in? California. California's changed its laws, too, so if you're within something like two years of the age, like there was a 17 and a 19-year-old, it's still okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, let's see, 33? No. I can... No. What? No? no? Not even if they had a GED or something? Mm -mm. I think if they lock mm. up all the moms and 22-year-old guys, we'll be, we'll be all right. Yeah, I, uh, this, this country's coming apart at the seams because of uh, situations like this. She has the uh, miscarriage at, you know, 16 and a half. Now she's pregnant. She's dating a 23-year-old. She's got this apathetic mom. Um, we just, uh, we need a big uh, mason jar out here so we can all just empty our pockets into it because uh, we'll be taking care. Um, Lord knows, uh, I'm sure the 23-year-old guy is uh, not uh, working for a Fortune 500 company. And we're just going to have to take care of everyone. And this is just the first of many kids. Yes. Because uh, 
far be it from the state to tell anybody what to do. Oh, wait a minute, there are some exceptions. Like, if I build a guest house over my garage on my property, they can tell me I can't put a kitchen in it oh, because, yeah. um, you know, the society, the world, the world would come off its axis. It would spin out of control. We'd probably crash into the sun if I had a goddamn kitchen over my garage. And you mustn't put paper products <laughs> in with that uh, plant matter. Right. You, you got to keep the uh, you got to keep the garbage very well separated. I don't know what they do in Dade County, but over here, if um, some like a uh, guy who ate meat less than 24 hours ago farts into your recycling <laughs> container, uh, they will not pick it up. In Dade County, if we have plant matter and paper, we usually smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that policy. There are many, many rules in this country, but uh, none that have to do with uh, young teenage girls uh, going out with old guys and getting pregnant all, all over again. All right, anyway, Jason's just got to wait it out, right? Yep. I would really talk to her, confront her. Uh, I would actually... She's gone. He can't find her? He lost yeah. contact. Said. She's sending you messages that she doesn't want you to be responsible for the kid. Yeah. But it sounds like yeah. if it is your kid, he just you want to take some more responsibility. That something could come so, around later that he would want to know about. Jason, yeah. do you have any way of finding her or contacting oh, her? Yeah, there's no problem contacting her. She right. made it quite clear that she didn't want me right. to but, talk but to But her you can contact her. I do want right. to. I, I t told her the first time she told me she was pregnant about a year ago that if she was pregnant I would want to raise the child as our child not mm -hmm. get married because I'm only 18 right but sure. I would want to be and that's you know, a commitment you know I want to well, be full time responsibility yeah. I mean the kid yeah, I'd want to participate kids out of the house in 18 years but a marriage lasts uh, 6.4 years or something alright Jason listen here's what you do mm -hmm. um, this is obviously a very stupid girl right uh, yeah, I got messed, up. messed up. Messed up. Well, yeah, All right, just things. listen to me. Listen to me, Jason. Sorry. I want you to open the phone book. Mm -hmm. I want you to uh, look under uh, A-hole, vulture. Well, where are the attorneys? Uh, what are they under? A. A? A-hole, or is that for uh, actually, oh, it's first, coincidentally, first letter of attorney, too. Uh, find yourself a law firm. Uh, write it down. Uh, you know, um, Schmackman, Schmackman, and Schmackman, and say you talk to um, Moisha Schmackman, and that... You've uh, consulted him, and uh, that uh, he has told you that uh, after this phone call, there will then be legal papers served. Come up with some BS precedent uh, on, um, you know, um, Schmeckman versus um, uh, the county of uh, Riverside or something. Basically, scare her into confronting you and giving you the information that you need based on some uh, BS uh, trumped up legal case that you have worked up. You understand, Jason? Yeah. I think you can get the information you need. She'll probably just fold. Tell her, um, you know, take a second, write down the beats. You know, tell her, like, under, uh, under um, uh, California law, the, the, the potential impregnate E must uh, divulge to the impregnate R uh, information uh, that is uh, germane to... Um, you know what I'm talking about? I had told her also, um, as you know, I guess you could say a BS thing, like you were suggesting that after a certain amount of time after the birth, if she has the legal responsibility to find me to tell me that it's my child, or she mm. waives the right to sue me for, you know... Right. Uh, it's a good start on down the legal. BS it's path. It's a lie, but... Right. That's good, though. It lies within the domain <clears throat> of your sperm. Wait right. till you're 25, marry some woman you love, and then have kids, man. Right. I, I'm with you on that, but for now, I think you need a little research, a little BS, and you'll get some answers. She'll probably say, A, she's not pregnant, or B, she is pregnant with this uh, other guy's 
seed. All right, we'll be back with Seven Mary Three. <coughs> love line, we'll be right back. Love line, I'll be right back after we kill the singer. Oh no, go ahead. Sorry. All right, if you're a business owner, you know that your business is only as good as the talent that you hire. And posting job in one place just doesn't do it. It's impossible to find quality candidates. Now, with ZipRecruiter, everybody, you can post 100-plus job sites with a single click, instantly match to candidates from over 6 million resumes, plus watch the brand-new candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface within 24 hours. ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses. That's right. Why do it any other way? Just with a single click, 24 hours, get it posted everywhere, and in come the candidates. Today, you get to try ZipRecruiter for free. How we're able to do that, I don't know, but you get it for free. If you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Adam, that is ZipRecruiter.com slash Adam. One more time, ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Adam. It's Loveline. Hey, it's the Aquabats. Uh, hey, I saw we had uh, Bobcat, Goldthwaite, and uh, some of the Aquabats, the ones that didn't get offended and leave, and then come back. And one of the weirder shows we did uh, three weeks, a month ago. But anyway, nice Christian guys. Nice the, guys. Uh, How will it compare to the Joey Lawrence show you have coming up? Oh, that's going to be a keeper. I gotta, I, we're going to cut deep into that new CD, too, Ann. We ain't playing yeah, the hits. We're going to the deep cuts. Yeah. You said you'd yeah. call me back. <laughs> uh, Drew, you'll not be here for the Joey Lawrence show. I know. I'll have to uh, get him. Well, I'll give him to sign something for you. Don't Strangely, worry. you know what's interesting? Last time I was in Hawaii, ran into him at the uh, same hotel in the same part of Hawaii and walked up and said, Are you, uh, would you like to be on this show? It's uh, sort of the Corolla-esque uh, approach. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was sort of... Uh, no. Didn't want to be in the show. Yeah, no. yeah. Scott Payo did that to me once. Were they filming the Lawrence's Go to Hawaii? Maybe. Actually, there, was, a bunch of there was something like that, there man. Was it was like all there. the Lawrence brothers. I they mean, were all there. There's like nine of them. I have uh, On said, a catamaran doing... Said this know. before. Uh, whenever I get my own uh, TV series, uh, the first episode I'm going to film is the uh, Hawaiian special. <laughs> I'm just going to get it out of the way. You with Don Ho. Go there. Instead of going to it like when the show's uh, heading into the tank about the sixth season, I'm doing it the first one. And I'm also going to do the very special episode where somebody gets breast cancer very early into the season, like maybe the first or second. People think the series is a comedy about breast cancer. That's uh, so that you get that out of the way too. Just get that right out uh, of the way. Is there be an amnesia show too? Yeah. You gotta have uh, head while head on Hawaii, uh, in Hawaii, on, someone gets hit on the head with a coconut, and uh, <laughs> the only way, it, the only way you can counteract it is to hit them again with a coconut. Is that uh, medically sound, Drew? Yeah. No, you just that, well, turn uh, into you, more of a vegetable. That's the Gilligan's Island. Uh, right. The sound, Gilligan yeah. syndrome. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, Seven Mary Three is here, and uh, Joey Lawrence will be here, and uh, oh, so anyway, uh, Bobcat directed and basically did this um, video for the Aquabats. And I don't know if you guys have seen the video that accompanies the snippet of the song you just heard, but it's funny. It's real low budget. It's real campy, 
but it's uh, it's funny. You saw it, it right, Drew? Yeah. I saw well, on uh, 12 Angry Viewers uh, on uh, I'm shaking a set. M uh, MTV, you ever watch that? Uh, no, you okay. don't watch MTV. The point is, is uh, on the 12 Angry Viewers, they brought it's a show where 12 Angry Viewers uh, review different videos I to see. see if it makes it into the mainstream <clears throat> rotation. Um, lost out by point. Ooh. Oh. To um, some sort of like uh, Wu Tang clan funky Cool J had Pop a Daddy. bunch of topless <laughs> chicks uh, detailing his uh, bends or something, and uh, you know that's pretty high end, pretty high price. Hey man, stuff. that was that was our video. That oh, you, well, you guys had that one. You're talking about, yeah. That's cool. I miss the. I really do miss that uh, uh, the um, TNA aspect uh, that we've gotten away from the sir mix a lot uh, genre yeah just a bunch of chicks the shaking their ass snake videos yeah white snake of van halen oh, all that all over jaguar the David, David there's just Ross as much that. tits and ass there it's just not the guy bands that are shaking it anymore oh really you know i mean it's just mass with different words and new language and it's a lot sexier yeah but i, yeah, I, but I man, see i don't to be said for like cherry pie there's plenty of i don't like the subtle TV stuff still. I don't really want to, like, get a boner, like, ten minutes later. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want it while the video's playing. I don't want oh, it to, like, yeah. creep into my conscience. I'm with you. All right. Uh, we're going to hear something else from the 7 Mary, Mary I'm just screwing that up all night. 7 Mary 3 CD. Uh, the CD's called uh, Rock Crown, and this one is called Lucky. Mean Mr. Mustard says he's bored Life in the district Can't afford the French Quarter High Says it gets so real quick And he pales up next to me And scrawled on the pavement It says, son Time is all the luck you need. The way that I felt. If I stay lucky, then my tongue will stay tied, and I won't betray the things that I. Seven Mary Three. That one is Lucky off of Rock Crown, which is out as we speak. I strongly suggest everyone within the sound of my voice go and get it, or just have one guy get it, and then he could make uh, yeah copies and sell it to other people. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I like That's the band. Okay too. I want them to realize that uh, yeah. that dream. That uh, hot tub in the back of the limo train right. we spoke of during the song. Somebody likes Screw us. Screw it up. Your family sucks. Your mom beats you. Your your mom's cheating on your dad. Go buy our record. It'll make us feel a lot better. It'll it'll all make sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least someone should be happy. <laughs> all right, uh, we'll be back with the uh, with the uh, martyrs of rock and roll. <laughs> Seven Mary Three. That's right. All of my most sensitive areas were inflamed. Really? Love Line will be right back to deal with inflamed sensitive areas.
It's uh, Loveline. I'm Adam Corolla. It's Dr. Drew. Seven Mary Three is here tonight. Jason, Robbie, and Singh. And uh, who's tomorrow? Oh, Marcy Playground is uh, tomorrow. And then uh, Joey and the Lawrences will be in here. And then the NXS show. NXS show will play as a bit of a homage on uh, Thursday, which is Thanksgiving. And Drew will be... Drew, bring home uh, something from Hawaii that says Mahalo. Last on, time you? I was in Hawaii, I looked everywhere for that. I'm telling you, that's where your, mm. business, that's where your business opportunity is. Let me translate that. Uh, Drew sent the nanny out no, no, five no. bucks. Oh, no, 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 uh, no, 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 no. Don't leave the hotel. But you if know you, what? what? I, went through, I went through the Honolulu airport. And I went from, you know how they have little sort of clusters of businesses? Right. I went through three or four of those different clusters. Aloha on everything, mahalo on nothing. Uh, tell you we could, yeah. We grab, a, grab a trash lid, and Engineer Mike said. Right. I'm telling you we could make a, a, a fortune importing things that said mahalo on them. Yes. Oh, actually, there's nothing that says mahalo on it. Just but introducing. It. Yeah. Oh, I remember, uh, you know what I hated? You guys, I don't know if you guys had this. Drew, you grew up around here, but uh, you guys didn't. When I was, uh, there were like some, remember there was like popular t-shirts that went around school at different ages, like uh, there were these ones that said, like the Macon Bacon one. Yeah. I remember that. I was in like the fifth, sixth grade when the Macon Bacon thing was very hot. And then there was Fly United, the two ducks getting it on. Keep on trucking. The keep on trucking thing a little earlier than that. But in my junior high, there were a couple of famous uh, t-shirts. There was uh, Ski Mammoth Mountain, which obviously is a local thing. Right. They had the big uh, woolly mammoth yes, um, yes. You know, busting some moguls. You remember that, yes, Drew? You went to the uh, little Lord Fauntleroy private school for uh, albino hemophiliacs. Yes. Is that what it was? Yes. Private school, seven-and-a-half-man football? Yes. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure you'd see guys during uh, tea time and stuff wearing those shirts, right? Yes, of course. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, did you guys have a uh, chamber uh, music when you uh, ate lunch at that school, or uh, all day, all day, and all night? <laughs> just have chamber orchestra yeah. follow you around. Yeah, in each corridor. You have a pep band or a chamber orchestra, whichever you want. Okay, all right, uh, enough of that. The point is, is there's the Ski Mammoth Mountain, then there was the uh, uh, Yosemite, which I called Yosemite for uh, a thousand years uh, because I was illiterate, stupid, never been to Yosemite. Go climb a rock or something, it said. Do you remember that, Drew? Kind of. And then the last one was the one that led me into the story. Now I can't remember the name. What the hell were we talking about? T-shirts. Yeah, T-shirts. but, but what, uh, what kind? Drew, crack my head open and find out what I was talking about. <laughs> Keep on trucking. Do it in the Datsun. Oh, yeah. that's uh, Mahalo. Yeah, Mahalo. Mahalo. Okay, thank you. Now, the other one was Aloha. Hawaii, it would say Hawaii 78. With the sort of flower pattern, the stripe. Right. Here. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yes. And uh, just another reason i got to kill my parents. Because all the kids I knew would go off to Yosemite during the summer, you know, with the family for a weekend. Or they'd go to Hawaii. Or they would go to Mammoth skiing. I was sitting there uh, wearing the um, J.C. Penney uh, Super Robot Denim shirt with the reinforced um, elbow patches granules made out of the underwear, uh, perhaps? right matching granules with the uh, you know synthetic denim couldn't even afford uh, real denim just uh, the kind you can't wheels that came out of the bottom like roller skates <laughs> i couldn't get the real uh, earth shoes i had to have the gas ones which uh, <laughs> anyway the the point is is uh, everyone wore these uh, aloha hawaii shirts and i know we could start this yes, up again with mahalo absolutely so please uh, speak to some ambassador if Don Ho's not too stoned, uh, look him up there and see what he can do. Nick? Yes. You're 19. Hi there. You're on with 7 Mary 3. Adam, Drew, you guys are great. Saw you at KOME. It rocked. Had oh. a great time. Thank you. 
my question is for the band. Uh, for me, I thought Rock Crown was, a, was quite a transition from American Standard, and uh, I kind of simply wondered what inspired you guys to make such a transition. Let me handle that question, boys. <laughs> no, go ahead. Uh, no, actually, man, I, th I think it'd be pretty cool. Your take on it would <laughs> probably be uh, fresher. But, uh, you know, I think uh, when our third record comes out, it's going to put that transitional feeling that you're going through right now, that tingly kind of burning yeah. transitional feeling, it's going to put it all in perspective for you. Oh, we're we're about to break out the ointment. All right. Does, does it hurt when that. you pee? No, 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 I'm okay. okay but, um, well, all those songs on Rock Crown were weird were written while we were supporting our first record by means of touring. So going from living in really small, basically, you know, rural communities in the southeast to getting to see a lot of this country, foreign countries, et cetera, I think just made us want to uh, maybe expand our, our musical development a little bit. And, um, you know, there's a, there's a subtlety to... Uh, to writing music that we definitely wanted to explore, and I think we didn't explore it that much on our first record, so that's why we made Rock Crown the way we did. I think you guys get a, did a good job this time. Thank you very much. Yeah, I thanks. love it. Thanks, Nick. Thank you. All righty. All right, take care of yourself. Uh, Shane. Um, yeah. You're 17. What's going on? Um, well, I like to masturbate, and I have yeah, been having problems you. lately. After I masturbate about 10 to 15 minutes afterwards, I get, like, a real, like, a burn, like, that I have to go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And I'll go to the bathroom, but then it'll stay with me. Is there any kind of, uh, is, is it all sort of in the urethra, where the, the tube that you pee out of? It's, like, in the head. Just there? Yeah. And how many times a day are you masturbating? Um, usually once. Like, when it first started, it would only happen if I went, like, two times in a row. Are you using any kind of lubricant or anything like that? No. Soap or nothing? Mm. nothing. Sounds like a prowl burn to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's that's a, a shampoo related. It's a, it's a well, <laughs> it's a urethritis, and uh, uh, every, you're... every guy. Uh, there really should be a uh, warning label, like on cigarette packets, <laughs> yes. uh, for adolescent boys. Uh, warning: General has determined uh, <laughs> do not masturbate with this. No this more is not tears, a joke. but your penis will burn. Like <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You can you put it in a baby's ass, uh, no problem. But uh, a drop touches your penis. You might as well just. Uh, dip it into a molten kettle. It, it's very true. I never, you know what? Thank God I didn't start masturbating until uh, the ripe old age of 16 and heard so many horror stories revolving uh, around uh, shampoo uh, that I just steered clear of that altogether. All Catholic boys. Yeah, I went straight to the conditioner. Let's see a Procter and Gamble lawsuit coming up. But, but Shane, so there, there are lots of ways you can irritate the urethra mechanically or with chemicals, and indeed even prostate irritation can can reflect pain down in the tip there sometimes. So it's just something causing some irritation, whether it's something you're using when you're masturbating or that you're doing it But you're, you're more than once a day, aren't you, Shane? Uh, well, I usually, until now, now I don't even want to do it anymore because it hurts so bad. Right. Shane, it'll go from like a burning to like a blockage, and it, it, just, it feels like a blockage. Shane, you can't urinate? Um, well, it feels like I have to, but I can't. Absolutely. Yeah, well, that's, just, that's just urethral irritation. Yeah, I've been there, man. Honestly, it's just a phase. So, you've not been with a woman, though, Shane? No, I have I have a girlfriend and all. I mean, I'm fine sexually. Like, when I'm with her, there's no problem. But mm -hmm. It's only I'm through not. masturbating. Yeah, when I'm masturbating, it's hell. Hmm. Afterwards, usually. Do you always I'm... masturbate in the shower? No, no shower. 
Hmm. Where's the shampoo coming into play here, then? I never said shampoo. That was Adam. <laughs> that was my take. Do you do anything? Right. Do you have any hobbies that would leave any residue on your hand? Airplane glue? Sniffing liquid paper? <laughs> Sorry, no glue. It's very true. I used to work on cars a lot, get gasoline on my hand, and then go down and uh, scratch the jewels and feel it burning. As in, the, the testicles are like a big sea sponge. It just soak up anything that comes in contact with them. Never had a that penis problem. That hot ice sports cream. Oh. I had a friend of mine who used some for a, an injury on his shoulder, answered the phone, and without thinking while he was on the phone, started scratching himself. And right. That stuff. And there's yeah. no way that Adam and your, your mature uh, <coughs> friends would ever play shenanigans like uh, mm. exposing one another to that sort of thing. Actually, it may have been a little too sophisticated for you guys. Yeah. It didn't include a hose and an air jet or something. Right. My, no, yeah, my friends were just uh, hold them down and pee on them. They were pretty straight, <laughs> pretty straightforward. They didn't uh, get into spiking anybody's uh, highball or anything like this. Uh, you hold them down, I'll pee on them. And then uh, later, I'll hold them down, uh, you can pee on them. Uh, fair enough. When did the number two get into it? <laughs> number two? Uh, no, number two got into the mix when the number one got out of hand. and got, then, got uh, boring. Yeah, I got boring. Right. We'd, we'd climbed the Urine Mountain so many times we had to go to uh, the Feces Hill in order really to straighten things out. I'm, I'm sorry I had to expose the band to that uh, kind of talk. But uh, it was a survival of the fittest, Drew. I did what I had to do. I'm not proud of it. Now look at me. I'm in one piece. I got a nice radio show. <laughs> All right. You know, funny thing about Shane is uh, Shane was like... Um, you know, Shane was like, well, I used to masturbate twice a day, but then the pain got excruciating, so I cut down to 12 times a week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Drew, you got another call there? We're back. Huh? Uh, oh, you know, I keep... Wait a minute. What's up? You're I keep used to reading it, though. I know. The, 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 the clock that we have on the wall here, the one that looks like a I'm school gonna set it clock... I'm going to 20 minutes again. Yeah. <laughs> Not 20 minutes, you a-hole. Then you're going to be out of here. The clock we've had on the wall that you now see Drew manipulating was about six minutes ahead for the last year. There's a clock, a digital timer over here to my right, which is not really in plain view that I don't look at too often, which is the actual correct time. Uh, I tend to look at this clock. Drew, uh, like the uh, fastidious a-hole that he is, went ahead and set the clock to the right time and didn't say anything to me. I, thinking it's six minutes ahead, then stare at it all the time and can't get used to the fact that it's now the correct it, time. It's three minutes ahead. So. It is three? Yeah. All right. And I, I, killed, uh, I killed the call just explaining the clock. Yeah. All right, let, let's take one more call. Want to do it? Uh -huh. Mark? Yeah. You're 23. I'm 21. Oh, good. The thing says 24. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, I have a quick, quick question. Yeah. Um, mainly for Dr. Drew. And uh, basically what it is is that me and my fiance are getting married next July. We both got out of seriously long relationships before we met each other, only had very little time before we got together, and then seemed like it got really serious. And I'm just wondering if we're moving way too fast, in your opinion, or... My opinion is that you should be crystal clear before you get married. My opinion is you should be at least 30 before you get married. Uh, and so just on those... If two, you're 18, you should be 25, but if you're 21, you should be 30. Should yeah. be 30. Should be 30. But just on those grounds alone, I, I have... I, if I have you call them back when you're 30, Drew would say you've got to be at least 34. And uh, <laughs> you yourself have some instinct here that suggests that there may be something moving too quickly. So, I mean, on all fronts, it looks a little bit suspicious, so... Here's um, the thing. They're, they're, Mark, you're only 21. They're, they're, this world is probably 
half populated with people that are kicking themselves through uh, getting married too early. Mistakes oh. they made. I mean, it, how many people are kicking themselves because they didn't get married earlier? No, what none. is that? Zero. How many, how many? That's zero. No, or I missed the one. I missed once, that person. Once in a, in a blue moon, uh, some guy usually looks back on some love uh, that he had coming out of high school that he said, no, I'm going off and concentrating on, on the band or whatever the hell. <laughs> Whatever, whatever the hell, career went belly up five years later, and this was the one I should have got back. It's usually, uh, usually wearing the rose-colored glasses usually with that a, a too. Usually, total idealization. Yeah, but absolutely. even then, you're hard pressed to find a guy. I, I don't, you know, I'm 33. I got a lot of friends that are uh, 33, and a lot of chicks that are 14. And I have <laughs> not, y I've yet to meet a guy or a girl who's uh, in their early 30s that has somebody that they're kicking themselves about. Uh, why they only kick themselves when they got married? So that's got to be a clue. Because as you get older, you, all of you, you who are 21 want to get married. You know yourself better. You make better choices. Right. All right. Uh, we will be back. Meanwhile, as the faceless evil closes in on the hapless sleeping populace across town in a shanty one-bedroom, an old woman feeds her parakeet. Come on, Chirpy, have some cheese. You love cheese. Since when are you afraid of cheese? Love Line will be right back. Time. Jason Ravi, Singh, Seven Mary Three. Yeah. Thank you very much. Hey, Merci. Thanks for Thank having you. us. Thank man. you. Nice guys. A lot of fun. And a very friendly band, and the uh, show went by in the blink of an eye. Yep. All right. Rock Crown is the name of their latest CD. Please go out and get it, and uh, they'll be coming to a town near you. Tomorrow night, Marcy Playground will be in here, and until next time, this is Adam Kroll for Dr. Drew saying. Mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions. That's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth and Nail Records. Sit, Obo. Obo, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.